Hi, and welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your hosts, Nick, Chris, and Cheeky JB. How are you guys doing, lads? I'll let JB answer first. There we go. Yeah, I'm good, guys. Thank you very much. Obviously, another early morning start here, but yeah, everything is good. How are you doing today, Chris? All right. I, I, I was getting very frustrated on Call of Duty last night uh, with being kicked out of the game randomly. Um, but apart from that, yeah, like, uh, tired, I'm not going to lie. Um, but that's what happens when you burn the candle at both ends, right? You can't have uh, a stream the night before and and then a uh, podcast in the morning and not feel it a little bit. But um, yeah, the market was rather interesting yesterday, don't you think? Just, just a little, just a little. Yeah. Uh, uh, I loved it. It was, it was enjoyable, and um, I was—I just had a little sneak peek at the uh, trading competition, and uh, boy, there's like some people doing well in that. Good, good to see. Sad. Definitely see it in the Discord as well. Obviously, a lot of the guys up in Trader Chat. Yeah. You see, obviously, them talking about everything they're doing. We've seen the percentages that were coming through last night, and you know, just a massive well done to those guys. Um, yeah, some folk are really killing it right now, and it's it's uh, it's really good to see. Awesome. What are your thoughts, Nick? How are you? All Do you know? Yeah, it's a late night, early morning. You know, I've already bashed out two videos, podcast, uh, done all payroll this morning as well. Yeah, I've been busy, B. You know, early rise, late night. I only need a few hours sleep. But, uh... You're young. You're younger than me, though. Like I'm an old <laughs> man. Like I'm. I like hobble to the to the studio. You know, uh, back pain. You know. Oh, I don't talk that. about back pain. Uh, you don't know what back oh. pain is. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I do. Oh, I do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I'm definitely. I'm definitely uh, getting old. Like I've got grey hairs coming through and everything. It's true. It's a true story. Maybe that's the stress. I don't know. Am I stressed? Do I Are see you stressed? Relaxed. You know. I'm pretty chill. It's all cool. It's all good. So what do you guys want to discuss today? Interesting movements with Bitcoin, $100,000? Uh, or do you think uh, actually a crash is looming here as the economy decides to you know, continue to be... <laughs> well, go down. Was... <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> uh, you, you, you always know it's uh, a rather interesting... Um interesting i guess market when you get multiple influencers asking your thoughts on on the market which is uh it's pretty cool um and it's some interesting conversation so um yeah look another bank collapsed uh looked like the market took that you know fairly positive uh coming uh out of a ponzi scheme uh and into crypto um but then obviously uh we had that big pullback, right? And uh, there was lots of misleading information going out there, you know, where I think I highlighted a risk that, you know, the US, China could potentially sell their cryptocurrency. And I think that was one of the rumors uh, for, for the pullback yesterday, but obviously it was just a data glitch. Uh, we had BitTrue data glitch. Uh, we were talking about data glitches the other day, yeah. weren't we? And yeah. oracles and, you know, the power of oracles and uh, how the power, of, you know, potentially could be just in the hands of of the very few, um, because it's, you know, I guess you can question how decentralized it actually is. Um, so yeah, look, uh, I'd love to speak to to the guys from from Chainlink. Uh, so if anybody's like part of that Chainlink army, 
uh, or Chainlink Marines, I think they're called, um, you know, uh, message us. The, the email address is obviously in the channel information. And uh, yeah, we'd love to to delve into whether it's actually in the hands of, of the, the few or whether it is actually like decentralized um, and so on. The reason why I say this is like uh, Solana said, they were decentralized, right? <laughs> They flick themselves on and off uh, whenever they have a problem. So um, it does bring into question other chains. Are they uh, decentralized, uh, like articulated on most of the websites? So, um, yeah, look, I don't necessarily think that it's um, it's a bad thing as long as we're, we're you know, we trust the, the individuals that have the access and they're responsible um, with that access until... It is decentralized, but I think there needs to be some some transparency around, you know, actually, yeah, look, you know, we're heading that way, but we're not there yet. I think, you know, people could could cope with that a little bit um, better. And uh, it'd be very interesting to see what mechanisms are in place to stop one person going rogue. Right. Because we've we've witnessed uh, projects that uh, perhaps have a, a little bit of uh, lackluster uh, management, uh, don't have multi-sigs and stuff like that, and people drain their pools. So, you know, we've seen this firsthand. And the damage it causes. Hmm. Hmm. So, obviously, Jesse has also mentioned this in the chat, was one thing I was going to bring up, was the United States raising the debt ceiling to $1.5 trillion. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a. Oh, we'll, so, call it, we'll call it a bandaid for now. So but I got a question, right? Sorry to to uh, talk over you there, but my my question is what what is worse, right? Like raising it one point five trillion, or removing it as a ceiling. What's worse? I'd say removing it. Would you? Well, it just it doesn't limit the damage that can happen. Okay, I know where so, I know where you're going. Yeah. But... So, 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 what's what's the difference? Because, like, if they re- rise it like 1.5 trillion now, what happens when they again. what happens when they do it again? They're just gonna raise it again. Just fucking yeah. get rid of it. Like, save yeah. everybody the bother. Like, there's other countries that don't have a, a ceiling. Um, let's be honest; they just print their way out of it anyway. Um, you know, it's uh, it is interesting because, like, you know, you've one of the questions I was asked yesterday is, uh, do we think that the bank's going to get bailed out? You know, the one that's just recently failed. Um, Are they big enough to get bailed out? Well, yeah, they're big <laughs> enough to get bailed out. But like, do they have do they have um, a choice but to to bail them out? The that that's the question. Is it a bailout slash banks are forced to absorb it um, and, and and take the you know? A slice of the pie each or something we've seen that before mm, hsbc um, yeah um it's definitely interesting times because don't forget the governments have been saying that you know yeah well, it was just a, it was just a little hiccup for the traditional banking sector it, it's fine now your money's safe in your bank um but clearly there's there's uh, more banks that are yet to fail but are on the verge in my opinion not that I'm trying to to scare anybody or, or anything like that, but you know there are clearly liquidity problems. Liquidity is uh, king, uh, not just in the crypto market, but in the traditional banking sector also. And 
that liquidity issue, you know, could be supported by, uh, you know, one of uh, Ripple's uh, products, like on-demand liquidity. I'm just going to put that out there. You know, I think a, a lot of the traditional uh, banking sector just needs to get on board with crypto before it's too late and they don't have a bank to to maintain anymore. Um, but yeah, look, um, people are talking about um, where do you put your money? So, uh, Nick, where do you where do you put your money? Banks aren't safe. Banks aren't safe. It's, it, it's crypto a exchanges aren't safe. <laughs> it's a Ponzi scheme. So, where do you put your money? Well, you diversify, right? The property market's not great either right now, so you don't want to necessarily be in there. Um, but metals, um, we'll, we're tu- we're touch on property in a moment. So, so metals, crypto, um, property are kind of the three areas that I focus on. Um, but it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, because uh, there's going to be a like collapse of of property markets. I think, uh, and I could be wrong on the numbers, but I think it's like we've seen thirty eight to forty percent drop in commercial uh, real estate. Um, I think that's out of the US. Uh, I think that that you know, and I've mentioned this before. I think that it will lead to um, a lot more people losing their jobs. Uh, it's going to lead to to people then not being able to fulfill their their debt and um potentially losing their homes and, and stuff like that i think it's like a spiral you know uh, effect um you know how like the the collapse of lunar and you saw the the stable coin sort of spiral down to to zero pretty much i think it's um it's something pretty much like that in in, in some regards because um yeah, it's, the landscape's just not looking good. But I wouldn't be going into to, to property myself. I think you know diversifying is great, but you need to to look at it like short term. Where do you put your money? Long term, where do you put your your money? And don't forget, you've got to be part of this Ponzi scheme, right? Because like you know, you can't pay your energy bills, your mortgage, and all that sort of stuff with cryptocurrency at the moment, right? Um, you might be able to in the future, but you can't at the moment. So you've still got to have you know some some cash flow as well um but yeah so i think it's an interesting topic what's your thoughts jb i mean <clears throat> property is obviously property is always going to make you money that's the way i look at property you know if you have let's say a host of flats or apartments or houses you're renting them out you're always going to make money off a of property it's a wise investment regardless of the circumstance we know obviously property isn't in the best of places right now but for me you know it's crypto's obviously an easy answer, but uh, I put it in motorbikes and cars and just enjoy it. But you know, I don't think that's um, I don't think that's wise. And classic cars, classic oh, bikes, classic cars is always a good place to put money. Classic yeah, cars always yeah. always make money. Um, um, there is an interesting thing happening right now with property. Uh, a lot of people are downsizing, uh, so larger houses are harder to shift. Um, yes. and smaller houses are there's an increase in demand for. Um, but I yeah, mean, it's a downsizing issue. And then what's going to happen when all these guys come back into money? They're going to want bigger houses. So mm. the folk that are in the position that can go and pick up these ex- like expensive, extraordinary houses, they're, they probably are being very clever right now. You know, they, they can just sit on them for two years. If they have the money, they can, they can sit on them. Oh, yeah, there's going to be a time uh, to, to get into property. I think it's got quite a way to go yet, in my opinion. Though. Um, there's definitely... Uh, some issues in and around uh, some of the schemes, specifically in the UK, 
uh, that have been created that and and the furlough systems and stuff from 2020 yeah. a lot of these issues are now starting to arise where people overstretched and now i mean i got a letter my mortgage doubled right uh, over a, a, a one-year period right so uh if that happened to me now it's manageable for me uh, it's a tiny mortgage anyway but people who were already overstretching themselves on their mortgage what options are they left with there's going to be a huge liquidation on houses um, because people are going can't afford to stay in them so they're going to go on to schemes to delay payment for a year or so try to sell uh, negative equity in places specifically with help to buy schemes and things like that again you know those are quite dangerous for people who are entering into properties they simply cannot afford uh, to, to purchase you, so you you know like um fucking words words have meaning right but like uh help to buy scheme it isn't fucking help to buy scheme it's help to fucking sell scheme is what that <laughs> bullshit is um it's to part you know dumb money you know from from, from their own cash that's what that scheme is it's yeah. uh and i know a lot about it because i did it years and years ago i did it i went through the whole process and um interest free for five years and then it's one percent above the base rate uh, every year thereafter uh, for 25 years and you have to pay it back within that 25 year period right so i don't even know who's paying 25 percent above the base rate (laughs) right by the time that their house gets completely taken away from them uh it's it's awful scheme and then to get out of it is also really difficult you have a three-month um process right where you have to have a rick survey independently value the property and then you have to complete within three months and here you in the uk completes in three months right yeah. so just to put it in context my house took a year to complete yeah now i managed to do it just um but you had to uh, find a cash buyer basically and uh, no chain and then liquidate that asset within three months otherwise you have to have a rick surveyor survey the property again get a new valuation get the uh, government to basically essentially agree to the value of the property and then go through the entire process again. It's a nightmare. Yeah. But, you know, once it's all on chain crypto, it's going to be easy. Um, Yeah. um, It will all be on, it will be on the blockchain in in time. And I think that's something that's going to be really exciting, right? Because do you need a solicitor at that point? You know, like if uh, all your, you know, property documents are all wrapped up in a smart contract and, you know, you just do the, the transaction on chain. I mean, that's going to re- remove jobs and cost and, you know, increase speed. Um, it's going to be really, uh, really cool. I'm looking forward to, to seeing that. And I know that there are companies that are already doing it around the world, probably not to that extent. Um but I do think that's that's the way it's going. Um, I think you know I'm waiting for a really you know solid project to to, to pop its head up and uh, you know in that sector and um, you know long term view. This is like me talking about Singularity Net back in 2020 um, kind of deal. Uh, I don't think we're from a an infrastructure this point is like of view there saying, yet. This is us saying accumulation zone. Or uh, AGIX, yeah, exactly. 3.5 yeah. cent. This is like I was saying, uh, you know, you, you should probably get into Matic at like one and a half cent, um, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, it's breaking take... news, though. Breaking news. What, what, what's Smoothies JB got today? Because uh, we brought, he seemed to break the Discord when, uh, when he was having his uh, other smoothie. <laughs> yeah, he got to have a smoothie in the morning. What's today's mango passion fruit and apple? 
Go have a smooth in the morning. Very, very, very deep. <laughs> well, I want to point out a couple of things there in the chat. So obviously Adrian brought up a few wise investments, the likes of art, um, you know, like historical wine and whiskey. Obviously whiskey is a big investment over here, or up here rather. So that's that's a very wise investment, whiskey. But I think Simon, Simon's nailed it. A BMW S1000RR. For guys that don't ride motorbikes, that's probably double Spanish to you, but S thousand R fantastic bike. I think I think it's really cool to get people's like thoughts and uh, opinions. Uh, you know, what about you know the the mining of of, of gold and uh, stuff like that as well. You know, you've also got oil again. It's another you know, investment. Oil is an interesting one actually because um, the Saudis are uh, reducing mm. um, their production by fifty percent next yeah, year. Yeah, I think there's. I think there's a really big gap there to to be exploited, and I think there will be you know um, some some pretty heavy hitters uh, exploiting that over the next sort of three to, to six months for for certain. Uh, I've got a theory with the whole oil um, reduction from Saudi. So obviously we know that there's the partnership with like sort of Russia and stuff. So it's only a theory, but has Russia now got such a surplus of oil that they're having to try and get rid of it? And this is why. So I think they're doing are... that through China, though, aren't they? Yeah, I, I it's just a theory. Selling, I think those... they're selling it to China at a discount, then China is offloading it to Europe. Or Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Saudi Arabia basically, yeah. basically, they're skirting the... Uh, the sanctions, you know, yeah. Sanctions, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I, think the, I think the stuff's all set up. It's a very interesting market. I, I was saying to, to a few people yesterday that... Um, there's going to be a lot of people that get the market wrong at, at points. And I think, you know, us included, it's um, it's a very, very difficult market to to predict. I didn't do any trades yesterday because uh, we were talking about it um, on Tuesday, Nick. Obviously, Wednesday's Nick's uh, day off, air quotations. Um, and basically, in a, in a nutshell, like we we were both like, pretty certain it was going to be a very volatile day wasn't expecting it to be how it sort of played out but um because of you know the the conversation that we were we were having i was like i'm not really going to do any trades because it normally is volatile when nick's uh on on holiday yeah. day off um <laughs> Look, someone's got to organize the whales to dump. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. Nick's Nick's there. He's like, you know, like with like an orchestra or what do you call it? What, what's just the like, um conductor? Conductor, conductor yeah. That's just... it. Yeah, it's and like a conductor. Dump. And dump. <laughs> do it. Do it now. And pump. Off we go. Um no, jokes aside, um we did think it was going to be a volatile day, uh, mainly because, like I say, Nick's, Nick's out, and uh, that's what tends to happen in the world of crypto. It turns out Wednesdays are a, a pretty vol- volatile day. I, I question whether we move Nick's day off to a different day of the week, um, you know, and, and see what impact that has on the crypto market, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think there's going to be an awful lot of people get it wrong. Um, regardless of who they are us included at points purely because the market is uh it, it's going through a state of I, I i guess movement that is very very difficult to to anticipate there's lots of moving parts there's so many different risks i mean uh we we've talked about the the data aspect of oracles uh perhaps you know somebody does something malicious there or you know um an oracle data feed um 
you know has a bug um you know we've seen this with bitrue you know uh, xrp went to to zero again that was just a a glitch or a bug or some sort of data issue um you've got the the us you've got china have obscene amounts of cryptocurrency uh could could dump it um and, and so on so i think there's lots of um unknowns at the moment lots of um risk um but i think that is all mitigated with just being you know long long term in in the space so you know if you're just trying to make um fast cash get rich quick i don't think this is is necessarily you know um gonna play out very well for you but if you've got more of a long-term mindset um even though you you know you want to make a, a little bit of uh fast cash here and there um but if you get caught out you don't mind holding it for a long time then i think this is very much the the place for you i do see a lot of people um coming out of the traditional um finance sectors into to cryptocurrency and blockchain technology be that uh bitcoin ethereum or any of the other altcoins uh, i do think that this is where people are heading i think um that's more of a long-term play uh i think um, more short-term people will be going into the the likes of uh, gold and, and silver um but again you can't put all of your your net worth into to that it's not very liquid doesn't produce you any cash flow either yeah so <clears throat> let's lighten the mood a little bit here gary gensler <laughs> hey, didn't, didn't saying... he send some messages to i need some he was, help he was he was messaging me yesterday <laughs> yeah i shared i shared it in discord and on, and on twitter um twitter i mean twitter um but yeah uh yeah i i had to to get on photoshop i said uh I had uh, Gary Gensler asking me for for help, and basically he's being pressured to to say whether Ethereum was uh, was a security or not. And uh, I, I just said, "Look, Gary, um, you and I both know that it's not a security." He's like, "But yeah, I'm being pressured, you know, to 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 basically not give any clarity." I said, "By who?" And he never got back to me. I know, so it keeps me hanging. <laughs> it's, um, it's interesting to see like there's a, an article or a not an article, what would you call it? A lecture he gave at MIT in 2018. So he gave this lecture to a bunch of students. And would you believe that he told them five years ago mm. that cryptocurrencies were not classed as a security? Yeah. It has now came back to surface. Yeah, that's circling around when he first took over, I think. Yeah, <coughs> a couple of years it's ago. Just, it's, it's interesting to see. Obviously, the the transcript of the the lectures now came up. Um, yeah, it's a complete U turn, isn't it? It's <laughs> like, um, yeah, what what what's what's going on? How can you be of like that opinion? Like, unless you're you're you know you're going to the SEC and you're being reeducated on yeah. on what a security is. But like, that's a bit worrying, right? Because he's he's been lecturing people that are going to go on to build companies in in it's worse than that it's not elite it's right. not illegal like right. it's perfectly legal to he's do this been, shit he's been lecturing people who are going to potentially go and work at the sec well yeah it's that as well <laughs> i bet they're like they're, their minds are just fucked every day they go in and they, they they're going Mind in going blown. it's it's not, it's not a security it's not a security coming out going it's a security no, it's worse it's, it's worse than security. that chris right it's the <laughs> mind is blown every day 
it's the it's a security <laughs> it's a security lunchtime hits it's a commodity <laughs> afternoon comes around security again yeah That's i wonder just... what i wonder what glass door is saying about working at the scc like you know i bet they're all just like confused not knowing what the stars actually mean uh, <laughs> i don't know i jest of course um yeah Gary Gensler, geez. Um, the only security is that Gary Gensler will be thrown under the bus by someone higher up. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, if you could trade on that, I think that would be one hundred percent. Put your house on it that he's uh, he's done in he uh, at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, he needs to get his severance package, so uh, it's going to be some time. I think he won't be fired; he'll resign. He won't resign. No, he'll be forced to resign. It won't technically be a firing. You know what it's like. Yeah. All the PMs who resign, they're fired. <laughs> right? Let's be true uh, about it. Yeah, I suppose they've got to save face. It's the same with the football they? managers. They resign, right? They don't get fired. Or do they get fired? Uh, I don't know. They, yeah. they, they get fired. They get fired. <laughs> they get, they get fired. That's what we like. You're fired. Uh, uh, get yeah. old Alan Sugar. That's what you need. To, to be honest, <laughs> if anybody that is making that decision... Um, but doesn't want to pull the trigger, let me know. You can reach out to me quite <laughs> happily. Uh, come over. Uh, I'd even get a COVID jab to do it. Um, come over and, and be the one. I'd love to do that. Uh, Gary, you're fired. Yeah, nothing for a holiday. Yeah, anything for a holiday, exactly. <laughs> yeah. A very relaxing one by the sounds of it. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, that's chill, isn't it? Like, that's Gary, chill. like... Yeah, before before we do this, like uh, is he for security? <laughs> Be cool. Uh, what know. else did we see? It's quite interesting. Um, Binance US and Voyager. You know, that's I think that's quite an interesting one. How they've pulled out of the deal, but they're citing. <clears throat> excuse me. They're obviously citing it as the hostile and uncertain uncertainty in the climate in the US as to why they're pulling out the Void Voyager deal. I think there's a little white lie going on there um uh, i think there's there's more to it i think there's i think there's a load of pressure being put on like look not being funny right it's your business you you own binance right you've seen the media you've seen the shit like it's all coming out of the u.s like let's be honest you you gotta think um i say you gotta think you don't have to think um you know like who owns these media outlets like most of the people are in the the u.s right like you know what what are their what are their um what are their motives? Um, I I think that it's the right thing to do. You see, Coinbase have have applied pressure, you know, yeah. looking to 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 get a court to basically force the SEC to give clarity. Um, I think it's just all these people are just doubling down on 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 the US and the SEC and the government. And I think, uh, yeah, fuck fuck yeah, we should be doing that. Like I personally think that there should be, um, you know. Uh, Just remind me, Chris, of uh, Team America. Team America. <laughs> Fuck yeah, America. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've not watched that for a while. <laughs> Team America is awesome. Um, yeah, look, I just think that, that you know the the retail um, investors should be should be doing a, a lot more as well, um, rallying for it and. Um, you know forcing the the hand look there's there's a chip in the armor and it's a case of exploiting that now like if you don't sort of participate and and exploit it in my opinion 
then you're letting a chance go, you know, an, an opportunity go to waste. I'm not about letting opportunities go to waste. You know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. So, what do you think the uh, this means for, for Voyager? And what about all the people who were uh, who were maybe hopeful about, about the- it? They well, they won't be hopeful anymore. And um, you know, in, in a nutshell, I think that it are all still they still play out. Um, you know, in a very similar way. It just won't be through Binance. There'd be there'd be there's always going to be you know uh, crooked people that are willing to to get shit on the cheap and then just flog it on more expensive. Like it's going to be more damaging to to the investors. Don't get me wrong, but like. You know, you, you see these sharks circling, like you know, you see it with Celsius, yeah. with certain people trying to to portray themselves in in one light that they're, they're doing good. Like we're doing this for you, the retail investor. Fuck off! You're doing it for yourself uh, to line your pockets with additional, you know, money. Like you know, it's it's all spin. It's it's all bullshit. Like, so like, I don't think there there's really anything. Uh, to worry about with Binance pulling out, um, I, I just think that they'll just be replaced by some other company or individual that you know wants to make a quick buck. So that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. or acquire or acquire the the custom the customers. Yeah, I mean, um, who's going to do that? Realistically speaking, it's not many players that would want to potentially acquire Voyager's customer base. Um, I think uh, but, uh, FTX's but, but, customer base might be more interesting. Yeah, possibly. But, um, you know, if they don't acquire the, the customers, then they acquire the assets on the cheap and then flog them, which means what, Nick? Well, you know, a supply and demand imbalance. <laughs> sucks, sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> Depends if you're on the right side of that. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Like the last thing I would want to be doing is telling people that you know we're, we're going to the moon at like thirty k or whatever it is, or twenty eight k, and uh, you know in a few months' time it's it's back down at like nineteen. Like I don't want to be that guy. No, I mean, can't imagine anybody wants to be that guy. Uh, there's always people that that are. You know? mm. And uh, unfortunately, I seem to 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 kind of get away with it. But there you go. You, you know what? I, I am looking forward to being like the bullish one in the space. Oh yeah, I want to be a bull. You know, I I, I want to be uh, really bullish on crypto. I keep saying this, but just doesn't look that way. Not at the moment. No, but but it, me is, and JB, uh... we're looking for six and a half thousand dollar Bitcoin. I posted. Target, 10, target 10k is still on the table for me once I see that but you know the, the structure is there we can see three possible structures I can anyway see three possible structures right now for different targets so we need to see a few numbers hit first sure. I, I shared uh, my chain link lows in discord someone asked me because I, yeah. I, I was obviously saying I, I'm not going to share this because you know people are going to call me crazy um, someone's like, oh, even if it's crazy, can you just tell us what the number was? So I shared it, and uh, yeah, they they came out and said, "Yes, you're crazy. <laughs> you're a crazy man." <laughs> um, I don't think it's it's definitely out of the realms of the possibility. I had a look at it after you shared it, and you know, why not? There's a gap there. <laughs> yeah, why not? So you know, it is what it is. Two dollar fifty link would be incredible. Yes, I don't think you'll be there for very long if it were to go there. You're probably talking a five-minute job. 
<laughs> like a little wick down. Right, just just bam, done. Uh, liquidate all the longs and basically fill out some of those areas. I don't know what would be that catalyst either. There'd have to be something major to to cause something like that. But you know, it's interesting. Like, like somebody accessing the the data and doing something. Possibly. Possibly. <clears throat> or a six thousand dollar Bitcoin. A six thousand yeah, dollar yeah, Bitcoin. Or, 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 or that. Something happening with Ethereum uh, that knocks out uh you know Chainlink. All the DeFi applications. Lots of things could go wrong. So on, on, a, on a slightly more positive one, we've seen Kevin. <laughs> was it Kevin? No, it's not. It isn't work. Dull comment in the chat asking about <laughs> Findora um, and Sushi Swap's announcement. So obviously, you can now get Findora on Sushi Swap. I think it's obviously fantastic news. More more exposure to Findora. What's your your take on it, Chris? Yeah, I mean, uh, having it accessible from from more places is is a real positive thing. Um, but yeah, look, I think uh, that's low hanging fruit. To to be honest, I think there's uh, there's some um, bigger exchanges. I'd like to see them sort of yeah. eventually get on. But um, yeah, uh, it's it's not something to to be uh, you know upset about. I think it's uh, it's definitely a positive. Uh, I'm I'm really really positive about this project. I think it's going to go on to do really well. But I, I think it's 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 still really early. It's, it's still a lot to to get through and and lots of work that's required so um but at the same time as saying that you know, i think it's going to go on to do really well i do think that you know there's a certain time horizon uh, that that's going to abide by cool what's your thoughts are you asking me or jv yeah i was going to ask you yeah yeah um i think it's great i mean another decentralized exchange cool um, but realistically speaking, if we want right true adoption for it, um, or you know a bigger adoption curve, then really we we need to be talking about big centralized exchanges uh, taking it on. You know, but I'm not going to knock it. I think it's a, it's a great progression. Um, you know, I, I just it's Ethereum based de- decentralized exchange. It's not going to be very cost efficient. Um, so, yeah. so, you know, there is there are concerns around that. Um, but, you know, give it some time. We'll see some centralized exchanges uh, taking it on board. And um, and then really from there, it should be pretty, pretty good. I think yeah. I think there is quite a few projects in the space right now that are just waiting for that. The the likes of your Binance, Coinbase, even the likes of obviously BitGet and whatnot, jumping on the back of them. <clears throat> so obviously we see the likes of Findora, Singularity though, just to name a couple there. But when you see these... I, th- I personally think when you see these come to the exchanges, the big exchanges, that's when you're going to see, you know, real adoption and price action in, in the, the charts for these projects. It's kind of what a lot of these smaller projects, it's not really fair to call them smaller projects because they're not, but that's kind of what they're missing right now is the, the big exchanges adopting them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I agree. I think... Um... It's gonna it's gonna be an interesting uh, few months uh, for sure with the volatility in the market, and uh, it's gonna be really interesting to see how some of these projects sort of uh, progress over over those months as well. Um, exciting times, exciting times. Well, yeah. it is exciting as yesterday though, because that was just absolute bonkers. <laughs> yeah, I. Like, 
uh, it, I, I enjoyed it because I wasn't in the market, right? But I can imagine that there was many people that were in trades and, and in the market that could have potentially got caught out with uh, what happened yesterday. So, um, yeah, just make sure that you're using good risk management. I think that's really important to to, to cover off. Yeah, I saw um, a lot of comments um, on the YouTube video yesterday, like morning, early afternoon, uh, um, just about yeah. how Elliott Way theory is unpredictable and it's time to admit that it doesn't uh, work. Uh, and, unpredictable. Uh, I, I know, right? It's crazy. But the, these are the comments, right? Um, just admit it. It doesn't work. Move on. Um, and then just a few hours after, of course, you know, we are where we are. Uh, it's all quite interesting. Like, Elliott Way theory... It is very much rule-based. There is a structure for everything. Um, the problem is the analyst, right? And I'll admit, I got a couple of structures wrong with how I had it mapped. And that's why you see these adjustments. You see me adjusting because I was incorrect in the first assumptions that I was making. And when I ma remap it, we're talking about the, the more probable structures that are there. It's an incredibly complex subject. It's not easy to do. If it was, everyone would be doing it. And you can see the people who are clearly doing it wrong and not following the rules. It's quite obvious because it's all rule-based stuff. Um, but to, to think that Elliott Wave Theory doesn't work is just, I think, a little foolish and naive. Uh, you need to learn Elliott Wave Theory before you can assume it doesn't work. You need to backtest it, and you need to apply it on highly liquid markets, right? If you're going to be taking some kind of shitcoin and trying to apply Elliott Wave Theory to it, yeah, it's not going to work out in your favour, I'm not going to lie. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it's incredibly difficult to do. Um, I think, you know, you, you, you're best to do it with other theories and other um indicators as well right like uh i mean you need to use the fib tool that and that's a requirement um mm -hmm. you don't really have to use it with anything else they just help uh, smart money concepts plus elliott way theory seems to work incredibly well um and rsi and stochastic rsi outside of that i probably wouldn't bother with anything else yeah but you know, yeah it's better way of as well sorry uh, I like to just have the EMAs to hand as well. Oh, yeah, I mean, EMAs, yeah, yeah. It's all cool. Um, but, you know, Elliott Way Theory, as Simon says in the chat, it is hard, but it does work. It, it does. It, it, the problem is the analyst more than anything else. Um, and, yeah. I mean, I totally echo what you said with that, obviously, with the, the way we were looking at the structure coming down for Bitcoin, where I had the third and fourth wave, it just came to the point that, you know, we had them, well, I had them in the wrong position that the third wave had already completed, the fourth wave had already completed, and the fifth wave was where, obviously, it ended before it reversed. But we were kind of looking... <clears throat> excuse me, guys, sorry. We were kind of looking at that for a different structure to develop, but it didn't happen. So it's just a case of going back, realising where the structures were, the mistake that was made there. You know, the, the, the mistakes do happen, but it's about how you kind of... You move on from that, figure out the structure, and we can see where it's going... On the move, it did make back up in the B wave or the wave two. It's still up for debate, but um, this next move down will be very interesting. I feel so. There are some interesting stuff in the uh, in the live chat here. Does anyone call yesterday as natural? I would question anything this year. Has it been natural? Right, because it hasn't been. Um, it's all being pushed in a very specific direction to grab liquidity. Uh, I talk about this this afternoon in the uh, in the afternoon video that I've already recorded this morning. <laughs> Sounds really awful, doesn't it? Uh, in the video this afternoon, three p.m., I talk about how um, essentially it's just a big liquidity grab, um, and that's kind Definitely. of what's going on. Um, and it's been going on since the beginning of this year. This entire move to the upside—it's very obvious when you start looking at who is buying 
in November, December at huge volumes and why the price was pushed to the upside. It wasn't because a new bull market was starting. It was all about making sure they could grab as much liquidity as possible from retail investors, which is why I was talking about a few months, probably, I don't know if it's early March or late February, about the biggest bull trap in Bitcoin's history, because that's what I think is going on here. Yeah, I think uh, it, it's going to be um, cool to, to to see how like it all plays out. I think... Um, yeah, we can look back over the the last year or so and and be like, ah, oh, cool. Like we were saying in May that we expect the bottom to be in June, and yeah, you know, we were told we were wrong, and then that happened. And you know, you get to see some of the the risks actually, you know, happen that you've been sort of saying these are risks, and and you see them them play out over time. But nobody really knows, you know, what risk and and where. Um, but it's, it's going to be interesting to to look back, you know, and and see what we we're saying today, you know, with the the beauty of uh, hindsight. I'm I'm looking forward to that, right or wrong. Uh, it's going to be interesting because I, I do think that you, you go back and you review these these things, um, you've got lots of opportunity, especially if you're wrong, um, to to learn where did you go wrong. Um, so always i'm always going back and and looking and um you know seeing where mistakes were made i think uh celsius was a a, a great example of that because i lost some of my portfolio to, to celsius so you know i'd like to think that me reviewing that and then seeing what we were predicting and, and what we were saying um you know predicting ftx predicting BlockFi and, and various others um that is all really from the learnings from celsius in essence um so yeah look, i think uh, it's important to go back and reflect uh, even if you're right or you're wrong um i think there's there's lots of benefits to be made there yeah definitely uh improves the channel in my opinion some people would argue with me on that but like uh, <laughs> i think we've been far more accurate um in the last 12 months than the previous 12 months you can tell me what you think, mate. Do you agree with that statement? Um, I, I don't, it's hard to say. I haven't got the data right in front of me to confirm or deny. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> what's your what's your feeling on the matter without having to go into the the data? I've looked, so I know that it's definitely been far more accurate. All right, well, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Cool beans. Call you Switzerland. Yeah, I, I, you know, if I haven't got Get, the data in could, front of me, I'm not going to make could, a call on it. <laughs> you could, you could hop off of your fence now. That's good. I'm a bit sore. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all good. Anything else going on? Um, you know, this week uh, that might be interesting. That's a question for me, isn't it? It is a question for you, David. <laughs> um, I've not actually got the slide open just now. Bring it up. I was looking at Eagle. I see Eagle. Or oh, sorry. Chris's favourite project, Multiverse X, has had a little bit of a run. Yeah, it came out of its uh, accumulation center. I wonder if people have been accumulating. Well, when 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 the bot's been the magical, the magical AI artificial intelligence driven bot. That's not an AI yeah. one, to be fair. That's just no. But, that's but, but it but it has been going. Yeah, accumulation zone. Time to accumulate e gold for about two weeks. Like, for about two yeah. weeks. Yeah. So yeah, obviously, I think there was a couple of announcements today, um, data wise. But tomorrow. 
is very interesting. <clears throat> We've got obviously Canada's GDP announcement, and then from America, the PCE price index, personal income, personal spending. Half past one UK time tomorrow. So I, think I really don't take my. I mean, yeah, they don't take my data. I mean, they don't take my data into consideration. <laughs> the amount I've been spending. Well, you're not in the US, so you'll be okay. Oh, we're all right. We're okay. Yeah, PC, personal income, personal spending from America tomorrow. I think that's going to be very interesting, to say the least. Do you, what, so, what was people's polls? Do we think personal spending is decreased, or do you think personal spending is increasing? I'm going to say that it's uh, decreased ever so slightly, but not not much at all. I'm going to go um, out on a limb and say it's increased, yep, and I'll yep, give you my reasons why. Is that what you're going to go with? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Because everything's more expensive now, right? Uh, uh, I suppose <laughs> so I didn't think Personal spending is going to increase, and it's going to mask the problem, in my opinion, because we've had a, such a huge spike with the cost of living. I think it's going to mask the fact that people aren't necessarily spending on things that they would as luxury items or you know extravagant things they're just going to be doing the basics um, but the basics are costing more so spending still going to remain either neutral or slightly higher um but their what their spending habits would, would have changed be interesting to kind of see how it all kind of unfolds but i think there's a lot of stuff that's not being taken into consideration when specifically when the u.s are changing the, <laughs> the way that they're aggregating their data um, you know, changing it from a three-year cycle to a one-year, 12-month cycle just to be able to kind of, you know, shift a, a narrative in the way that they want. Like, you know, that shit doesn't fly with me. Uh, I, I think there's bigger problems here that's um, it's all compounding. It's going to end in a big bang at some point. Yeah, I agree with some of what you're saying. I, I, I do think that people would have been cutting back at the same time because, you know, the, the talk of interest rate hikes and the cost of living continuing to go up. So I do think that you know, if there is going to be a change, like I'm suggesting, that it'd be, you know, a small, like, decrease, just purely on the basis that, yeah, things are going up and people are spending more money there. But I do think that there will be an element of kind back because people are anticipating it to get worse, not not better in the uh, short to medium term. So but I do think it would be small, though. I don't think it would be... It would yeah. be big. I mean, as someone how... says in the live chat here, uh, Ollie runs a shop... Um, takings are up right but uh, mm -hmm. product quality is down so there's a shift here and there's yeah. uh, you see this all the time it's the how do you maintain profit levels within a business well you're either going to increase your um as your costs increase you increase your 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 uh, retail prices for example right uh, your 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 prices and you end up with the same profit level alternatively uh, what you tend to do is you look for cheaper products and then because cost of inflation and you want to be competitive, you're putting the prices up anyway. So you're putting the price up to the point where you would normally kind of expect the price to go based on the previous uh, cost basis. And then you basically are finding cheaper alternative items that are then basically making your you're, you're making a bigger percentage profit. Uh, your profit margin increases. Uh, and uh, what that tends to cause is problems for consumers, but great for, for businesses. Uh, at least on the short term until um, until things kind of correct out over a longer period of time. What I tend to find is that certain industries perform incredibly well during these difficult economic times uh, and other ones not so much. Now, retail typically ends quite badly, um, but there are types of retail businesses that actually perform incredibly well. 
Um, and these are the ones. So if we break this down, right, I know a lot about the horticulture industry and uh, that particular industry does incredibly well during these financial crises because people don't go on holidays. They stay at home. And when they stay at home, they tend to do their gardens and stuff like that. So some retail businesses perform incredibly well, whereas others uh, actually perform quite poorly, such as uh, the likes of John Lewis or um, places that have like... Uh, apparel right so your fashion brands and stuff like that they start to struggle quite a bit because people aren't really going out and spending their money on those kind of items um but it'd be interesting to kind of see how it all unfolds for certain um well we've seen that obviously through the likes of lockdown so mm. folk weren't going holidays and garden centers you know whatever garden centers are new i don't know but garden centers you couldn't get stock you, your standard shops just you know like um what would you call it aesthetic things Aesthetic aesthetics from shops for the likes of your gardens, your homes, all them, you know, they went up because folk weren't going on holidays. But for the likes of what we were talking about with income and spending, I think we're going to see an increase in this because you're still seeing people going to concerts. Maybe you went to Morgan Wallen and he got to the concert five minutes before he was supposed to go on stage. He said he had a sore throat and didn't perform. That's another story. But they're still going to concerts. They're still buying expensive shoes, flash cars whatever it is you want to talk about. Um, I think spending is still there. And the, the, the issue with the recessions and the, the impact of what's going on globally right now is still not setting in. And it's a scary thing to think, but I still don't think the, the, the pressure of what's going on right now is setting in. And we're still going to see spending increase. Yeah. I mean, you'll see the rug get pulled at some point. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think property might be a huge catalyst. And I'm starting to see it like my fixed term came to an end, right? My mortgage had doubled. Uh, I imagine that a lot of other people who had, uh, you know, two years, three years fixed terms, um, they're going to be struggling. Yeah. I think I've still got three years left on my fixed term, so I'm okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and credit card uh... debts are so high. Credit card debt is high and savings are low. Well, savings are being eaten into. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's why we don't see the the shift in the the data like people perhaps anticipate, and it's a a little bit of a longer, more drawn out kind of affair, isn't it? With uh, with these sort of things, um, yeah, it's, it it is definitely interesting. Um, I, I'm excited about seeing how everything plays out, and uh, you know, participating, trying to navigate it um well so that you know we we do well out of the situation rather than you know being on the the wrong side of things i think it's uh it's so important to to you know do your own due diligence and and, and be heavily focused on not just the crypto space because everybody draws a a trend line i say everybody a lot of people particularly on like uh, the social media platforms will draw a trend line and tell you oh, we're going up like it's 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 fantastic you know to the moon um but they're not they're not taking into to account like all of the the other markets that crypto is uh correlated to or impacted by so yeah i think uh, there's a lot of people that are going to be uh educated uh and i think have been educated over the last 12 months um you know in in the the finance space Ah, oh, but history is repeating itself, Chris. Didn't you hear? It's a it's a four year cycle for the last six years. Oh. I know. It, 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 like, 
I, I think I, I had a saying. <laughs> I had a saying yesterday um, that you know people quite liked, which was uh, opinions are like arseholes. Everybody's got one. Um, but I, I guess uh, another saying here would be, you know, it's a four-year cycle until it isn't a four-year cycle anymore. <laughs> uh, and I think that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, if it doesn't happen this time, it's going to happen next time. Um, but I do feel that this time is going to be different. God help me uh you know saying that but um you know it's like it's like all the indicators that people were highlighting to me in june july and august when we were saying expect lower lows and they were throwing all these magical wonderful indicators at me and i said that they would all be invalidated and i'm sat here today they're all invalidated um i think it's going to be very much like that with with the four-year cycle i think um the market parameters are, are different and um yeah i think people are going to be enlightened to that over time yeah cool so anything else you guys want to discuss we touch on hapes a little i think we've seen uh, some yeah go on sorry yeah i think we just seen some good um positivity around hapes yesterday hypercycle sorry it was yeah. good to see how much the community was you know booming everything hypercycle all the chat that was going on um yeah i was quite quite excited seeing everything happening around hypercycle yeah i think it's a great project layer two on the cardano ecosystem for uh scaling artificial intelligence and machine learning uh it's a ledgerless uh protocol uh obviously the likes of uh Tufi and uh dr ben gertz all involved in in this particular project uh under the singularity net um ecosystem it's probably the best way to articulate it um i'm really excited about this this project i did a cardano video yesterday um singularity net put out a um like a three hour live stream where they had various different people from different ecosystems, uh, including, you know, the Singularity Net ecosystem, but not just the Singularity Net ecosystem, the likes of Charles Hoskinson from, from Cardano came on, but you know, it was a three hour, um, live stream, three hours yeah. plus. So there's, you know, a high probability that a lot of people missed certain parts of that. So yesterday I did a video, um, you know, with a, I think it was about a seven minute snippet, which doesn't do that three hours any justice whatsoever, yeah. but um, two fantastic and, and probably two of the brightest minds in, in the crypto space uh, with uh, the likes of um, Dr. Ben Gertzel and, and Charles Hoskinson. They were talking about like, basically, you know, what uh, Cardano is going to, you know, look like when it comes to artificial intelligence and machine learning. And, you know, they talked about, you know, midnight and privacy and like they talked about so much, but um, we, we got it down to about seven, seven minutes uh, snippet. And it's, it's really interesting when they talk about like governance and uh, DAOs that are like AI uh, decision driven and, and stuff like that. So I, I encourage people to go watch the, the nine o'clock video uh, UK. So British summertime. Um, time zone uh from yesterday on the main channel because uh you know it, it definitely is uh something to be excited about both from a singularity net perspective but also from a cardano uh perspective i do think that um cardano is going to be that layer one protocol um where you know it's such a big project 
but it is not just going to be all about DeFi and nfts and like what all the other you know layer one protocols are going to be about it's going to be probably the layer one of of artificial intelligence and machine learning through the power of what you know singularity net brings to the table so um yeah definitely go watch that but we have the uh private sale for hypercycle in the discord uh for our nft holders so i think the only token pool that's still open is for the diamond pass um, yeah. you can find all the details out about the the nfts in the discord link to the discord is in the description of this uh you know live stream um for the node sales uh, i think all three pools are still open for that so if you're looking to get nodes and, and make a guess a, a bit of a passive income from from running a node um then definitely uh jump in and, and check out those those nfts obviously the nfts aren't just for like this one particular uh sale there'll be multiple sales and potentially uh, i'd like to think we might get some more singularity net ecosystem projects you know looking at the the artificial intelligence and machine learning aspect of things for for investments but you know it's not guaranteed but you know it's what i would like to see um i normally you know push for for what i like so we'll, we'll see where we go with that but um i don't want to say too much but uh yeah look, too much think, without saying enough at all yeah exactly um yeah look, i think it's definitely worth exploring um you know we've kind of always said getting into projects um super early is is you know where you see the the huge amounts of gains we've talked about like matic at one and a half cent we've talked about like v chain at silly prices uh cardano at like five to seven cent um you know various other projects we could list loads but um we saw what was it a 13x on rejuve uh from the private sales seed round um so you know these these projects uh you know getting into to, to good solid projects with great teams great tech uh, bright future um you know they can be very lucrative um but what i would also say is yeah you're getting into to, to decent projects but there is risk there is risk with all of these you know early early investments um you know early investments come with far bigger risk um you know you look at cardano when we were investing in it um compared to to where it is today you know back then nobody was really talking about it and uh everyone everything you heard was kind of like quite negative about it uh you look where it is today you know you've got some of the biggest influencers in in the world saying that you know basically i put my money into bitcoin ethereum and cardano so um you know times times do move on it's the same with matic um you know polygon matic nobody was really talking about it when we were first investing in it you look at where it is today it's probably one of the most dominant uh layer twos out there so um you know you've got to you know look at it and uh decide which technologies are, are the right ones to invest in you know the team's got to be strong um and where they're heading and the sector they're in is really important as well uh there are a few other things that are really important but yeah those are kind of the main things that spring to mind anything you want to add on on that nick no i'm gonna have to shoot off um in a moment because the the builders have arrived uh so awesome yeah and the 10 o'clock video on the main channel is now starting now, it's now live yes yeah, so you can check out the recent structures on bitcoin um so yeah we'll wrap it up there then for now i think um good ending good uh good podcast we'll be back again uh saturday morning for another podcast i'll try not to say anything funny there nick
Okay. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think about what did I say. <laughs> it's okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you after we're, we're in our <laughs> live. <laughs> all right, guys. Have a good one, and we'll catch you all in the next one. Yeah. Take care.